And uh, but anyway, I'm going to ask uh, for uh, our students to come on up. And Kevin, you're in line first, so you would just want to come on up. All right, Kevin. Tell them what you got. God knew God did a lot of good stuff in your life this week, so. You want me to, like, do it on the phone? Okay. Just a second, guys. That's my boy! <laughs> All right. Hey, y'all. My name's Kevin, and I'm 15 years old. Uh, I go to Wakeland High School, and I'm going to be going into my junior year. First off, I just want to thank every single person in the media, the team leaders, the the, the worship crew, and of course the Darby family, which have been so welcoming to me and loving. And um, I just want to thank y'all that y'all made camp possible. And yeah, thank you. So, okay, so, okay, in this camp, I feel like Jesus was moving in many ways I've never seen him move. In introspect, it's crazy how much God has done for everyone from starting in a garage with only a few people to traveling to another state. It really has been crazy what God has blessed us all with. Before I started going to movement on Mondays, I was lost like many people at the camp. But feeling the brotherhood and feeling of, the, of love between every single person, I have no doubt this is the way I want to live my life. Um, I won't lie, I used to deny God in my life, not growing up too religious. It has all been very new to me. And I still feel the enemy attacking me every day. In Luke chapter 10, verse 19, it says, Look, I have given you the authority over all, all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. This verse is very deep because God is telling us no matter what the enemy throws at us, may it be doubt, may it be people, may it be lustful thoughts, God has given us the authority to overpower the enemy. <laughs> And this camp really brought that to my attention. We also can't live a life of sin and portray that we are pure because Jesus sees us not from the outside but from the inside. We can't be lukewarm in our faith, and no matter how many things we've done in the past, Jesus gave us the greatest gift of all time, which is our salvation and forgiveness for our sins. I'm so very thankful for everything I was able to learn, and this is just a start. I hope to learn and grow in my faith every day. So thank you, everyone, and thank you, uh, the whole crew. Hey, incredible job, man. This guy's such a leader. Can't wait to see what God does in your life and through you at Wakeland High School. He's a football player. He's a stud. God's using him. That's awesome. Way to go, Kevin. Hey, we got Christian up next. Come on, Christian. Another, another Wakeland student right here. Um, my name is Christian Guevara. Uh, I'm 16 years old, and I'm going into junior year at Wakeland High School. Um, starting off, um, I've always been a Christian. I've lived in a Christian household. Um, I've gone to church my entire life, but I feel like I've always been a, a lukewarm Christian. I've never fully committed my life. I've always just, you know, gone to church on Sundays and go to church on Wednesdays, and then after that, I just go back to my old ways. But <clears throat> uh, going into church, I thought it was just going to be the same old camp. You know, getting the camp high and then just going back to doing the same things I did before. Going to camp, I struggled with um, if I was good enough for God or even good enough for my family. Because I, in my household, I have like an uncle that's pursuing to be a pastor. And my grandparents really admire him. 
And even though they tell me I'm their sunshine or I'm a blessing, I'm a huge blessing in their life, um, would they still think that if they've just figured out what I've done, what I've lied to them about, or many other things? <clears throat> but going to this camp really made me open my eyes and my heart. Well, what really stuck with me was what Pastor Derek said, if the devil can whisper in your ear and say, if you don't tell them, then I will. <clears throat> what, he, what he said made me think about everything that, that has been holding me back, and I just let it all go that day. Mind you this, it was only the second day, and God was already making like drastic changes in my life. While we were doing our morning devotions, a verse that really stuck out to me was Romans 15, 7. And it says, Christ accepts you as is, flaws and all. He doesn't require your perfection because he is the only one who is complete without sin. His acceptance, his, his acceptance of you can help accept others with their flaws. This, this verse really meant something to me because knowing that God can accept us as we are, he is a true holy one. If it wasn't for this camp, I would have stayed a lukewarm Christian, not ready to fully commit, not ready to accept Jesus into my heart. But I am truly thankful for the opportunity I have had to experience this camp. But not only did I grow closer with God, I grew in closer in communion and found my true brothers that will be there for me by my side every day, even when I have sinned or done wrong. Because <clears throat> I know that they will always be there for me knowing knowing what I've done and that we'll go closer to God together. That's it. Hey, where's Ke where's Kevin at? Where's Kevin? Come y'all both come right down here. Uh come down here in the front. I want to pray for both of you guys. Both these guys go to to Wakeland and uh these both these guys are leaders and can make a huge impact in in their school and on their football team. And there's something about, you know, if, if you can reach a football team, I'm, you know, call it whatever you want to. If you can reach a football team, you can reach a school um, because those guys, they just have influence. And, and so, Lord, we just pray for these two young men right now. God, as they go back to school, Father, I pray that they'd be full of your Holy Spirit with strength and God that. Uh, Lord Jesus, that they would make a difference, that your light would shine through them, Lord, and boldness would go before them. God, that they'd make a difference in that school, Father, and that Wakeland would not be the same because you're going to use these two young men to lead a revival on their campus. We thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody said amen. Amen. All right, next up, we got Paige. Paige, come on up. Paige, you're an eighth grader at Stafford, right? Going into eighth grade. Are you leading FCA? She's going to be the president of FCA. You were like, you, you helped lead this last year and everything, and so she'll be president. I mean, the, I'm just telling you, the leaders we have stacked in this, in this ministry and in this house is, is crazy. So, uh, Paige, here you go. So, if y'all don't know me, I'm Paige Slayton, and I always grew up in a Christian household, and I've always believed in God, but I haven't always known God. Um, and what I mean by this is that I've always gone to church. I mean, whenever I was younger, I was really um, consistent in going to church with my family. And then things like sports started getting in the way of church. So I was no longer going to church anymore. And then middle school started coming around. So I began falling into the wrong group of people. And I started making a lot of the wrong decisions. And before I found God, I... Um, 
I went through a really rough patch and I wasn't a very nice girl all the time. And um, me and my friends, we would gossip about others and make fun of others just to make ourselves feel good. And um, we would run around the neighborhood causing mischiefs. We literally even got the cops call on us once or twice. <laughs> and if I had one word to um, explain how I was living, it would definitely be lukewarm. Um, and so one thing I know now is that the people that we surround ourselves with can really make an impact and it's very important to be cautious. Um, and I vividly remember always thinking to myself like, I have all these friends and I'm always going out and having fun. I have a roof over my head, my family is all together. So why do I still kind of feel like something's missing? Like I have this hole in my heart that nothing like, nothing of these things can fill. And then one Monday last year, I walked into the Darby house being that girl and not really expecting to get anything out of going to youth, but that night, I made the best decision of my life and I prayed the salvation prayer and I gave my life to Jesus. And going into that um, summer, that's when I really began following his word and living for him. And that hole in my heart that I thought nothing could fill was actually filled by Jesus. And now my heart is just overflowing by, with Jesus. Um, and a Bible verse that really helped me was on a bracelet that my good friend gave to me. Um, it read Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. That verse has really stuck with me because you can have all the friends and all the popularity, and you can have all the things of this world, but if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, none of that matters. Come on, y'all give it up for Paige. Incredible. Awesome job, Paige. Man, I'm inspired. I'm going to stop preaching on Sunday nights. I'm just going to bring them up here. Let them start preaching. Here you go. Next up, we got Emma. Emma, you ready? Come on. Thank you. Um, I'm so scared. Um, I'm really bad at speaking in front of crowds because I've never really known how to be myself around different people. I would always filter myself from other people, trying to be what other people wanted me to be. So I never really figured out who I was, and this camp really helped me find my voice and to become the person God made me. I really felt for the message that Craig spoke about running the race. It really moved me and inspired me to keep running with God's faith. Even when there's hurdles in life, jump over. I wouldn't be here without my family and the Darby family. I know God truly has a plan for me and coming home to my parents and siblings who are so excited to hear about my experience truly confirmed that God is moving throughout all generations. I just want to thank everyone who has helped me throughout this journey and helped me find God. Thank you. Come on, y'all give it up for Emma. Amazing job. All right, next up, we got Brooke Gonzalez. Y'all, this is, this is terrifying for them, and y'all are killing it. Y'all are pros up here. Here you go, Brooke. Thank you. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay, hi. Um, I'm Brooke, and um, I'm I'll be going to Lone Star, and I'll be a freshman. 
Um, but I wanted to talk about my experience with worship and um, just that. Um, so <laughs> um, I didn't really know what worship was like. Um, and the first time I was ever like introduced to worship was um, um, uh, was one night actually at the mix. And um, I didn't really know what to do, but I was there with Reese and she was with me and she tried to get me to put my hands up and sing and close my eyes and the whole shebang. But <laughs> I just didn't know what to do. Like, I just couldn't do it. Like, it wasn't comfortable for me yet. And I just didn't know. But shortly after um, that movement started and I remember the first time we worshiped, it was maybe 15, 20 kids um, in the living room of the Darby's house. And we were just like, we were looking at, at their TV with the words playing, and that night I decided, like, I'm going to close my eyes, and I'm going to sing it, and I'm going to put my hands up, and I just kind of followed Reese, honestly, but it was more than what I was doing before, and so um, I just, um, I just fell in love with worship. It's um, just, I honestly look forward to it now every time of movement or youth, um, and it's just truly life-changing, and a, a verse that has helped me is, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy, and with my, with my song, I praise him. Psalms 28, 7. Um, this has helped me grow in my relationship with God, because at first I was nervous to worship, and when I put my trust in him, when I, put my trust in him I feel comfortable now. Um, now I raise my hands, and I sing as loud as I can, and it's just, it's really fun. So thank you. <laughs> Awesome job, Brooke. And here's what I, so Brooke and Emma and Kevin and so many of them that have already spoken tonight, the awesome thing is that uh, so many of these young people um, will be at youth on Monday, but then on Sunday nights, they're back in kids ministry, serving in kids ministry. And, you know, she talked about worship and she helps lead on the stage. She helps lead kids in, in worship every week. And so something that, you know, she has learned and growing in, she's now pouring into uh, the younger generation. And so what I love is it's generations raising generations. Amen. Hey, uh, all right. So next we got Chloe. All right, everybody give it up for Chloe. Okay. Hey, y'all. Um, hold on. Okay, um, so this is my testimony. Um, it started in fourth grade. I was going through a lot, and I was like, I was really impressed. And um, I was having suicidal thoughts, and um, my dad was dealing with uh, his addiction, and our family was going through um, a really hard time. <laughs> um, this stuck with me until uh, fifth grade, but one Sunday night, um, Reese invited me to youth, and I remember being so nervous. Um, so when I went to, or I got lost, <laughs> um, I went to youth, and I remember getting on my knees and crying out to God, and feeling the Holy Spirit touch me, and talk to me. After that, I got baptized, and my dad was de was delivered from his addiction, and. I um, our family was restored. I'm glad I got to go to church camp because it really helped me with my anxiety and gave me a deeper understanding of God. 
um, this verse really helped me um, through everything that our family is going through. Um, Romans 8.28, God works all, all things out together for good to those who love him. So good. So incredible. I want y'all to, to notice just the power of an invitation. A lot of them have said, somebody invited me, somebody invited me, somebody invited me. And one invitation, look, this, this is not just limited to students and youth. One invitation can change somebody's life. And somebody may just be waiting for that invitation in your world for you to invite them to church and their whole family can be changed with one invitation. Amen. All right. Hey, next up, Reese. Come on, baby girl. This is my daughter. It's okay if I call her baby girl. All right. That's you're like, what is he doing? It's, it's, this is my daughter. Oh, hey, y'all. All right. I can't. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is a lot scarier than speaking at movement. Um, so before camp, I was like really lonely and stuff. Um, because I was constantly like, well, it was kind of my fault, but I was kind of like constantly pouring out, but I never really like asked others for help or asked others to pray for me. So I never, I was just pouring out and never got poured into. Um, but after camp, I found like such a core group of girls and just a great, like the people that went to camp, I found such a good community in, and I know that I can open up to them and go to them, um, whenever like I'm struggling with stuff. Um... And now, like, after camp, I've realized that I don't have to carry the burden alone. Like, I don't have to, you know, like, pray for other people and then just keep it to myself. Like, I know that I need to pray and then give it to God because it's his um, thing to carry, not mine. And um, a verse that's really helped me through this is Nehemiah 8.10. It says that the joy of, my Lord is, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Um, and after camp, I felt like, so much happier and like I feel so much joy so yeah awesome job Reese all right next up we got princess y'all give it up for princess hey I'm princess I am 15 I go to Little Home High School I'm going in my junior year and I grew up in a Christian household. My parents were Christian. My grandparents were. We went to church on Sundays. I went to class after that. We were Catholic, so that was different. And I just, I grew up going through the motions of Christianity, from singing the songs to maybe raising my hand, kneeling. I did it all the right way, but I mean, I would go to school and I wasn't the same person. And I actually started going to the mix, and I went to their summer camp and got baptized. But after that, I went into high school my freshman year, and I wasn't so Christian in school. I mean, my parents, I mean, they saw the trouble I got in at school. But outside of school, I was the perfect Christian. I was leading youth. I was leading on stage singing, but I was lukewarm. And... In church, I was the perfect Christian, but outside of church, I wasn't Christian at all. And I did all of this for the followers or the popularity, and I got it, but it never really fulfilled me. And one night, actually, at a movement, I'm pretty sure it was Reese speaking, she said, Revelation 316, 
And it's God speaking to the church saying, because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. And that was me noticing that I wasn't going to enter the kingdom of heaven if I wasn't being Christian in and outside of the church. If I wasn't spreading my Christianity and I wasn't sharing my faith with the next generation and the people around me at school, then I wasn't going to enter the kingdom of heaven because it's not just about me being Christian in the church or me maybe praying for others whenever I had the chance, but it's also about me sharing that faith and those people who I'm praying to be Christian maybe actually sharing it and not being a completely different person around them. And so I went to camp and honestly, I was just convicted over and over and over again. It was like those messages, Jesus was just calling me out. He was like, yeah, that's you all the time. And so honestly, I was like, oh, okay, it's, it's like that. So <laughs> um, actually we had small group one night and this small group, I mean, I don't like to cry, but I was crying. And 1 Peter 3.16 says to keep a clear conscience. So during that small group, I actually opened up about, you know, being lukewarm. And I was just able to share my testimony. And in the Bible, it says that you do need to be able to do that. And for me to do that for the first time at camp, it was life-changing. I just absolutely, it was just different. And so I'm just really happy. And I want to thank my parents and the church and the Darby's for everything and honestly, conviction and just knowing that now I can't be lukewarm and still go and meet Jesus and being the kingdom of heaven has really just absolutely changed my faith and changed my relationship with Christ. Great job, Princess. Y'all don't know, Princess is a preacher too. She preaches back to the kids uh, and kids and, and Reese does as well. Next up, Parks and Carson are gonna come up. Y'all give it up for Parks and Carson. Parks is our youngest. He's our youngest speaker of the night. Come on, man. Drop it on him one time. Um, hi, my name is Parks, uh, and this is my testimony. I grew up in a family where we didn't, go to, we didn't go to church at all, but we wanted to, but we never did. So there was one night, I spent the night with my aunt, and we went to church, but I still didn't think much about it. Fast forward a couple years to February 2023, I was going through a, a tough time. And one Sunday, my family went to a restoration church and my family loved it. So we kept going to church and every time we went, I felt more connected with the Lord. Then Pastor Shannon told my mom about Monday nights. So I went and when we got when we got to Pastor Shannon and Craig's house, I was very scared, but Carson took me in like a brother, and we went in, and I remember worshiping with Carson by my side, and I felt like I never felt before. I walked out that night, and I, and I felt something I've never felt before, and that night when I was praying, I accepted the Lord into my heart as my Savior. And it was amazing. Then I invited my friends Parker and Cooper to youth, and they loved it. Then we heard about camp, and we were all in. On Tuesday, on Tuesday at camp, I remember crying out to the Lord, and I felt so much more stress relief. 
And I experienced the Lord like I've never had before at camp. And it was truly amazing. I'm so thankful that I'm here right now. And this is a truly an amazing experience. One Bible verse that I wanted to share is Hebrew, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. This verse tells me that I can have faith in all that I hope for. And yeah. Man, amazing. And then, and last uh, but not least, we've got Carson. This is my son. He's my homie. <clears throat> if uh, there's like a glare in my eye, it's because uh, it's like really dusty up here. Um, I was not crying. I was good. I'm totally fine. Totally fine. Um, but I think Parks, um, for me, is the one I'm proudest of the most. I'm good, guys. I'm good. I'm good. I swear, it's really dusty up here. You got to get up here. Got to get up here. Anyways, um, but the reason I'm, uh, goodness gracious. Whew. Give it up for that piano. Come on. No. All right. I'm trying to get the words out. It's just like the tears are overpowering the words, but, ah. Uh, Anyways, maybe I should say that for last, but no, I'm going to. Okay, so um, the reason I'm so proud of Parks is because he's such a trailblazer for his family. And he's such a foundational piece in their faith. And because of him, his family is still in church. And because of him, he's walking and he's running the race that is set before him. And no matter the struggles or the hurdles that get in his way, <laughs> I like to say I'm not an emotional guy, but that's a lie, so. It is what it is, but uh, really gotta get this dust problem fixed up here, but um, but Parks, I just, wanna, I just wanna talk to you real quick and just tell you to keep going, dude, because there's something on your life and that the enemy is gonna attack you harder than anybody else in your friend group because there's something on your life that he wants to stop. And if he can stop you from doing that for your family, then he can stop you from reaching others. So keep going. Keep running the race. And now it's my testimony. So... <laughs> the butterflies are out now, so that's good. Um... For me, um, this week was more a testament to what God can do with the faith that you have. Um, for me, going into this week, um, as a pastor's kid, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of weight on your shoulders, and there's a lot of um, like there's like a bar that you that is put on you, not by others, obviously, but by like by yourself and by like the situation around you. You're not chosen to be a pastor's kid. I mean, I wish I wasn't, but no, I'm, not, I'm totally joking, totally joking. 
But there is a bar that is set on you that you feel like you have to measure up to and you feel like you have to live out to. And as I'm watching my dad, even though I know he was crazy when he was a kid, um, watching him and his faith and watching him walk out in God's steps and everything that he has in store and watching my mom and, and goodness, don't look at me like that. Watching them walk out in faith and seeing how amazing of Christians they are and how amazing that they walk out in faith and how they live their life, it makes it so hard for me because I look at my life, I'm like, well, God, you see the things that I'm doing. You, see, you know what I've done. Um, you see, you see the, the false faith, God. You see where I struggle to believe in you, but you still love me. And like measuring up to that bar is very hard. And year after year, I've kind of like slowly let it go. But, um, and there were some things I was holding on to, and so I went up to Mr. Brian Church, shout out. Um, but, <laughs> but I went up to him, and I told him the things that I've been holding on to, and I just felt like a shackle was let go of me. And there was nothing that anybody could do about it, but I feel so free. And even talking about it with my friends, they were going through the same things, and we were all talking, and I felt I found this brotherhood, and I found this, this group that I can connect with and I can uh, count on and I can rely on to keep me accountable. And that was just like, I don't know. Anyways, but Acts 2.17, this is the verse that spoke for me, is in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. From the moment my parents and my pastors have stepped out in faith, God has made a way and has come through. Stepping out in faith and being stepping out in faith for them was a big was a big step in everything that they've done. For 18 years they prayed about this. And what happened at camp is we had students stepping out in faith and being the student and the generational leader that we need. And what was going on at camp was this, is the kids were not afraid to go and chase after Jesus. Kids were not afraid to go away from their parents for a week and chase after God. They weren't scared to go reach after God for a little bit more. They weren't scared to worship a little bit more. They weren't scared to push a little bit more. They were, they were waking up at 7 a.m. I mean, I, I don't know a lot of kids that wake up at 7 a.m. to read their Bible. So that's, that's just something right there. Um, but from jumping up and down and praising God where the floor was literally almost broken and had caved in, I mean, we were getting hyped up in that worship band. It was, I mean, like, not too hyped, though. But, like, it was, it was, it was awesome. God was in the building. Um, but to the same floor where we had our hands and knees worshiping God, on. This is this group is something different. This group is something is this group is striving after God more than most every youth group I've ever been to. And it doesn't matter where we meet, how we meet, when we meet. All we know is that we want more of His heart. We don't care what we look like. We don't care what we sound like. What people think because we're chasing after our Creator. It is said that seven. 10% to 7% to 6% by generation, generation 10%, generation 7%, 6% generation. And now my generation, our generation, 4% says, and it keeps says, it says that it's gonna keep going down. But what I know is that my God is not a God of statistics, and he's not a God of equations, and my God is much greater than what anybody can say. And I'm telling you that what is happening right now, we're in 
a decline is happening, God is going to turn it into an unbreakable incline until every soul is saved until the kingdom of God comes on. And this group of kids can be and will be the group that sends this decline into an unbreakable incline. We are generational, we are generational curse breakers, chain breakers, foundational builders, and giant slayers. We are the head and not the tail. We are benevolent and not belief. And we will believe that Jesus is coming and we won't stop until we see it. We are unafraid to take the step of faith that nobody else will. Thank you, everybody. Come on, why don't y'all stand on your feet tonight? Incredible job, everybody. Man, if that don't get you fired up and inspired, I don't know what will. I just want to share one scripture with you, and we're going to close out here in, in a time of prayer. Revelation 12, 11 says this, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. You know, if I could say anything tonight, the work was done on the cross. When Jesus died, the work was done. Our sins were atoned for. But there's a connection that happens in this verse that it's not, it, it was enough what he did on the cross, but when it becomes enough is when we will accept it and confess it in our life. The cross is only as good as our belief and confession in what Jesus did. And what you heard tonight is that there is, there's a real enemy, and he's out for the generation. He's out for your life. He's been out to destroy God's creation since the beginning of time. But what Revelation says, and you got to understand, Revelation is it's the end of the story. The story is wrapping up. It's, it's, the final words are being penned. And the thing that is written, it says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to death. Theologians would say that this verse is written about the martyrs that will be martyred in the future that the book of Revelation is writing about. And that the way that the enemy was overcome is because they stood and they said their testimony. This is who I am. This is who I was. And this is what God did in my life. And tonight, what I know is that the enemy has been stopped in his tracks in so many young people's lives because they stood up on the beach and they testified to their friends and in small groups and testified to their friends. And what I know is that our testimony is powerful. There's powerful, there's power in your words. And we need to get out and share our testimony. How many of you, God has done something in your life? Come on, we ought to talk about it. Can you imagine how terrifying it was for these young people to get up and share their testimony in front of 200? We're just saying, hey, just go out and share what God is doing for the one or, or for the two or for your next door neighbor or your best friend, the, the brother, the sister, whatever it is. And that as you do it, the enemy begins to lose his power in your life and the people around you's life because there's, there's power in your testimony. Come on, every head bowed. Every eye.